Welcome to Sizzlin' Arrow Outdoors. Our podcast, like our community, is all about helping you live a healthier lifestyle by learning how to prepare your own mouth-watering meals for friends and family while supporting local farmers and ethical hunting practices. Fresh, clean, organic. It's time to eat right by owning your food from turf to table. And now, here's your host, Sizzlin' Arrow founder, Paul Rhodes. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Sizzlin' Arrow podcast. I am your host, Paul Rhodes, and I appreciate y'all being here today and tuning in. Um, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about holiday cooking or cooking for the holidays since Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, Technically, it's next week, and you know, I'm sure we all are looking forward to it, even though it's a lot of hustle and bustle running around getting presents wrapped and presents sent out and you know just getting things prepared and planned and it's it's uh, a lot a lot of running around it could be pretty stressful this time of year but um once christmas time comes in it is uh all worth it especially if you have kids and you can see their faces light up in the morning when they rip open those presents so definitely looking forward to that as i do every year and um you know one thing before we get into the conversation uh do have a couple mentions about some things that are coming up in January and February. So Sizzlin' Arrow is putting on predator control hunts. So we're going to do some coyote hunts out here and we're also going to do squirrel hunts. And, uh, if we are lucky enough, uh, pop a couple rabbits as well. And, you know, we'll do a few recipes with squirrel and, you know, whatever we end up knocking down. I'm not sure if we're going to end up doing anything with coyote. I just, um, can't can't really bring myself to eat a coyote that's more of a protecting the deer herd and the protecting the animals that are out there if the coyotes get too much they rain havoc on all the other creatures out there so we want to kind of control that a little bit so we'll definitely do something with the fur not sure if we'll do anything with the meat on the coyotes but you know never know as some crazier things have happened but if you are interested and you want to go hunting with me uh whether it's squirrel hunting coyote hunting or if you want to learn how to do some fly fishing or go on a fly fishing outing uh shoot me an email that's paul at i can send you a price list and all that good stuff so look forward to seeing some of you out in the field and uh, having a good time out there so it'll be a lot of fun but anyway going into the conversation like i said we're going to talk about cooking for the holidays and just kind of christmas in general so really with Christmas, you know, the true meaning of Christmas, honestly, is celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and just celebrating his teachings and what he has done for us and celebrating him on this day. And of course, other things come with it, but Christmas is about spending time with your friends, your family, cherishing the moments that you have together, embracing each other's company and being present most of all just being present with your friends your family your your loved ones and just enjoy each other's company and some of the ways that my family does this is cooking we we have a big dinner christmas eve Uh, we do traditionally all vegetarian options on Christmas Eve. So we do a lot of finger food appetizers and no meat on Christmas Eve. Just, uh, that's the Orthodox way of doing it. And, you know, we take that from my wife's side of the family. So it's really, really interesting. We get to play around with some new vegetarian recipes during that day. And of course, some traditional 
Mediterranean or Bulgarian recipes uh, that we just have to have, such as grape leaves and bread, bowl bread and banitsa and you know, other other things like that. But Christmas Day, we cook similar to kind of what we do on Thanksgiving, but, you know, we definitely switch it up. You know, after Thanksgiving, I'm pretty tired of turkey. I'm sure most of us are because we just eat too much of it during Thanksgiving, and I really don't want to have turkey, smell turkey, eat turkey, or anything until next year, to be honest with you. So we don't do turkey on Christmas. Um, I don't think we've ever done turkey on Christmas. So if you don't want to do turkey, uh, there's a lot of other options there. And I'm going to give you guys a recipe for venison loin or venison uh, bottom round, but uh, you can do it with a beef bottom round or beef eye round. It would work perfectly with that as well. So stick around for that. I'll give that to you at the end of the show. So anyway, being present with your family and cooking with the kids in the kitchen and just cooking as a family in the kitchen, you know, it really brings you together for one. And cooking does that all the time. I mean, it, it Food is such a universal language. Everyone can enjoy it, no matter what ethnicity you are, no matter what language you speak. Everyone can come around food. And honestly, you can enjoy each other's company and not say a word. And you can enjoy the food that you cook and prepare without saying a word. It's an amazing thing that we have with food. And I don't think we really take time to appreciate that as much as we probably should. And during the holidays is really a time for us to realize this and appreciate what food and cooking can do for you and your family and uh, bring you guys closer together. So that's what we try to focus on in my family is spending more time in the kitchen and teaching each other new things and learning new things and just having fun with it. So one way that we do this is making sweets. Everyone likes sweets, uh, probably some of us more so than we should. I uh, know I have to stay away from the sweets, the cookies, the pies um, on a regular basis because I'll just eat the whole darn thing. So um, if it's not in front of me, I'm not going to eat it. So I just kind of stay away from it. But Christmas time, is, it's a good time to make cookies. Uh, that's really when my family makes cookies is during Christmas. A good way to get the younger kids involved with that if they don't want to <clears throat> partake with it is just say, hey, let's um, let's go ahead and make some cookies for Santa. And you know, if they still believe in Santa, that's a great way to get them interested and pique their interest in cooking the cookies. And I'm not talking about going out to the store and buying a roll of cookies or getting a package of cookies or pre-made thing to where you just pop them out of the bag and put them on the sheet tray. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about making actual cookies from scratch, getting the flour, getting the sugar, getting the eggs, the white chocolate chips and you know whatever else you may want to put into it, dark chocolate chips, peanut butter, whatever it is. But um, make them from scratch. And you can find a lot of great cookie recipes out there. I did uh, white chocolate and candy cane cookies, which is they were phenomenal. And uh, if you're interested in that recipe, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to send it over to you. Or even better yet, sign up for the newsletter. And it's in the December newsletter. And I can just shoot you the newsletter with some other uh, interesting information as well. So anyway, back to kids in the kitchen. When we, besides having each other's company and enjoying the time cooking together, it gives you the opportunity to really teach them useful skills, something that they're going to take with them for their entire life. I mean, if you teach them how to cook now, they're going to use that 
for the rest of their life. I mean, everyone's got to eat and it's not good to eat out at restaurants all the time. Uh, it's not good for your health. It's not good for your wallet. And it, quite frankly, it gets boring and you just crave home cooked meals if you eat out a lot or if you travel a lot. So I'm sure a lot of you can attest to that. But um, it, it teaches kids useful skills. It gives you the quality time when you're cooking and you're spending that quality time and you're present in the moment. Your kids are going to open up to you and tell you things and talk to you about things that normally you probably wouldn't have conversations about. So it gives you a better insight of what they're going through and what they're having issues with or enjoying or, you know, just let you be there with them. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It they're able to let you in a little bit easier. So you're able to get into what's going on in their lives a little bit easier than if you just ask them or kind of do it in passing or whatnot, especially if you have teenagers that don't really open up very often. If you get them in the kitchen and start cooking with them, at least that I've found with um, my son, he opens up a little bit more um, when you're present in doing that. So that, that's another bonus. So it gives them a better respect of what they're eating and they're more apt to try something new if they're involved in making it. So those are some, you know, good things about getting kids in the kitchen and it's just fun watching them make that make stuff too. So but anyway, just getting getting your kids and cooking with your kids in the kitchen uh during the holidays is a great way to just connect and interact and be present with them and with your family. So definitely encourage doing that. Um you know, during the Christmas season we also like to, you know, again, spending quality time with each other, you know, do things outdoors, you know, whether it's going on a hike or if you're in a place that has snow, you know, going sledding, snowball fights, making a snowman, skiing, all this stuff is a lot of fun for the kids, but it's also fun for the adults too. And it provides that quality time that a lot of us are lacking. I know I am, um, just being caught up with work and, you know, doing the business and everything that life throws at you, you know, uh, adult responsibilities that we all have, we tend to lose sight of what's truly important sometimes and take things for granted a little bit. And, you know, just the holidays are a great time to come back into, I don't want to say reality because it's all a reality, but come back into the um, reality of what's important, if you would, and not so focused on the material things and things that really, and at the end of the day, they matter, but they aren't what's most important, if that makes any sense. So um, getting outdoors with your family, uh, doing family events, and you know the deer season's still in. You can take your kids out hunting. Uh, at least here in North Carolina, it's until the end of the uh, year. So January 1st is the last day of the hunting season. But then, you, of course, you got small game hunting. You've got uh, ice fishing, depending on where you're at. Out here, we can go fishing pretty much any time. Uh, coyote hunting. Uh, so there's some bird hunting, duck hunting, goose hunting, uh, stuff like that. So if your family's into that and you want to take them out and do that as a family event, that's a great way to do it. Um, if your family is kind of mixed on the hunting aspect, let's say you enjoy hunting, but your spouse doesn't, you can do other things. You can go take a hike, go um, walk around in the woods, go to the local lake, uh, walk around the 
shoreline and just pick up seashells, skip rocks, whatever it may be. Go to the driving range is another good one. That's always fun. Uh, whack a couple balls out there. I mean, my, my son loves doing that. But uh, going to the mountains, if you have mountains close by, and cut down a Christmas tree uh, from one of the Christmas tree farms, not from the actual forest itself, but from the Christmas tree farms that plant those trees every year and provide them to families for their living room. So what you're doing with that is you're providing quality time with your family, you're supporting a local farmer in your state, and it's just a win-win situation. So it's a nice day trip. You drive up the mountains, you cut down the tree, you pay the farmer, he makes a profit, you get your tree, you come back, you all have a great adventure to talk about for years to come, and you may maybe even make it a tradition every year to go do that instead of um, having the fake tree that we get from target and i'm guilty of having a fake tree myself but um you know the getting the fresh tree is always good to make sure your house smell nice and piney if you like the pine smell if you don't like the pine smell maybe maybe it's not for you but it's it's a, a lot of fun with the family and definitely you should try it at least once and uh, have that experience at least one time but as i promised i do have a recipe for you that you guys can try this Christmas, if you decide to, if you don't have a focal like meat dish, um, this is a dish that I did. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen the venison loin that I did a couple of days ago. Uh, slow cooked it on the Traeger smoker, which that's the way that I recommend it. If you have a smoker, that's what I would do is I would slow smoke this for about three and a half hours. But um, <clears throat> what you're going to need is a three to four pound venison loin or bottom round from the venison. And again, like I said, you can use beef for this. You can do a beef uh, bottom round or a beef eye round. Uh, as long as it's about three to four pounds, you'll be fine. And depending on the family, you may want to go a little bit bigger. Um, you're going to need four to five strips of fatty bacon, uh, preferably farm raised bacon. Uh, we use Sweet Tea Farms here in Rougemont, North Carolina. Their bacon's absolutely phenomenal. And you're going to need four cloves of garlic eight sprigs of fresh thyme, four tablespoons of butter. I used truffle butter. If you can find truffle butter, that's that really just made the dish, but regular butter will work. And of course, salt and pepper, and everyone's taste on salt and pepper is different. So just use your best judgment with that. I used probably for mine about half a tablespoon of salt and about a half a teaspoon of pepper and covered that. So starting off with this, you're going to want to season your loin with the salt and pepper on both sides. Okay. Number two, you're going to want to make four large incisions in the top of the loin or the round. Uh, roll up each piece of bacon and stuff them in each incision. Uh, so make sure the opening of the bacon rolls are facing upwards and they look like a rose. You're going to want to take one tablespoon of butter, one clove of garlic, and two sprigs of sage, and you're going to stuff that inside each piece of bacon inside those incisions, okay? If you're following me on that, you just take the, the butter, garlic, and sage, put it inside the bacon top or inside the opening of the bacon, and then you're going to stuff all that down into the incision, okay? And then you're going to want to put this on the slow cook at 250 degrees, for about three and a half hours. Like I said, I used the Traeger smoker and it worked absolutely phenomenal. But you can do this in the oven too. 
Um, you're probably going to want to put it on a rack so it doesn't sit in, so the butter doesn't sit in there. But I mean, in, in, in another way, you may want to leave it flat on the sheet tray or pan. That way the butter kind of soaks into the bottom of it. So however you want to do it on that. I probably wouldn't cover it. That way you can get a nice crust on the outside and uh, gives it a little more flavor in my opinion. So uh, again, I recommend a smoker if you have one. If not, you can do this in the oven. Hope, hope you enjoy this. It's a great recipe. I really enjoyed it when I did it for my family and I may do it again this year for Christmas. But I'm probably going to try if I have any luck with knocking another deer down before Christmas. I'm going to try to uh, do a bone-in venison prime rib of sorts. So if we're lucky enough to knock another one down, I'll post pictures of that on Instagram and uh, let you guys know how that is. But that's pretty much all I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoy the recipe, and I think we're going to start possibly putting more recipes on the podcast so you guys have a little something to go away with each time. But um, yeah, guys, again, appreciate y'all tuning in, and if if you enjoyed this episode make sure you leave us a five star rating and you know still want to get some reviews hear what you guys think if you have anything that you would like for me to talk about or if you're interested in put it in the comments and uh or shoot me an email and you know let me know what you'd like to hear about and i'll do my best to put that on the podcast and uh, get some uh, more informative information for you guys with that uh make sure you check us out on the socials which is instagram facebook youtube and twitter all at sizzling arrow and uh see what we got going on there we do have a few new things on the youtube channel we've got a deer skinning uh caping slash fabrication video up there that my buddy sean and i did when i was in michigan of the doe that i shot and we've got a unboxing of the under armor charged raider 600 gram boots which we'll be doing a full review of those here coming up shortly so anyway a couple couple good things on that so make sure you check those out and you know of course check out the website www.sizzlinarrow.com sign up for the membership you'll get the newsletter every uh, month and that has a recipe in there as well so make sure you guys do that and uh, check back with us at the end of the month with our interview show we're sitting down with tommy from tommy outdoors and talking about hunting in ireland and europe it's really really interesting conversation so i know you guys are going to enjoy that too but in the meantime you know get outside get in the kitchen make things happen and of course have a very merry christmas and a safe new year and we'll talk to you guys here soon thanks for listening to the sizzling arrow podcast learn more about how we give our members the tools they need to become self-sufficient in transforming their eating habits by visiting www.sizzleandarrow.com. You can also follow our hunting, farming, and culinary experts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. See you next time.